Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. This is the 15th episode of the Traveling Image Makers podcast, and I'm your host, Ugo Chai. One thing not many people know about me is that I live relatively close to the city of Venice, a place I've visited many times in my life. In recent years, I've taken the habit of going to Venice for the carnival, a great festival where people go to dress up in fancy costumes and wear masks and go around the city for, for two weeks and go to parties and events and so on. So naturally, this is an event that tends to attract a lot of photographers, many of them from overseas. And this year, specifically, I went to Venice with the aim of interviewing uh, a couple photographers for this podcast. So I'm going to share uh, those interviews with you um, with this episode and the next one. My guest for this episode in particular is the very popular photographer and a great friend of mine, Trey Radcliffe, uh, who now lives in uh, Queenstown, New Zealand. So he came all the way to Venice and he visited a lot of places along the way. And in this interview, he shares with us uh, some details about those places and also some of the amazing insights that he has on on life and travel in general. So I think it was a really great conversation we had. Uh, We recorded this while walking along the streets and canals of Venice one morning. Uh, You can hear a little bit of background noise. Also, I didn't have a microphone on me, so I had to record my questions again, and the audio quality is a bit uneven, but I think it's all very much understandable. I also recorded the interview on video using my new DJI Osmo. And you can find the video on our page at ttim.photo slash 15 for the 15th episode. I hope you will enjoy my conversation with Trey Radcliffe as much as I did. And if you do, please leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us a lot getting more visibility. All right. I think I've said too much enough already. So I'm just going to uh, let you listen to the interview with Trey. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Enjoy. So, Trey, what brings you to Venice at this time? Well, um, I'm I'm at the end of a, like really a 50-day tour kind of around the world. I started right after Christmas with my family. Here, we can walk up this bridge here. Um, so a few days after Christmas, I left my home in New Zealand with my wife and three kids. And... We, as a family, started a 30-day trip around the world. We hit uh, six countries in 30 days. It was really fun. It was nice because I don't usually get to travel with my family much. My, my youngest daughter is now old enough where she can travel with us, Scarlett. And uh, so we went all over um, Asia, Middle East, and then we ended here in Venice, um, which is great because, you know, they had never been to Venice. My daughter was the, she's the queen of gelato, so... Every day she was in charge of making sure everyone in the family got gelato. And uh, the only rule was that we could not have the same kind of gelato twice. Yeah. But it was great. We, they had a good time. And then about a week ago they left to go back home to start school. And I'm staying here in Venice an extra two weeks, so like three weeks in total of Venice. Uh, we're filming two new videos. And uh, we have a new HDR tutorial coming. Uh, Lisa Ventney came out. We've been do- doing that together. Uh, Renee Robin is out. 
Uh, we're spending a week doing kind of a little carnival workshop, kind of a fun thing. Uh, we don't do many workshops, maybe one or two per year. Uh, but wonderful people come out, and that's kind of what we're doing this morning. It's sort of a dreary day, which is nice, kind of moody. Uh, but we're out walking around with all our new friends from the workshop and just trying our best to make some photos. Before coming to Venice, uh, you stopped uh, in a few places on the road. Can you tell us a bit about those countries that you visited and what were the highlights of your trip? Yeah, it was a it was a great trip. Um, started out in, we started out in Thailand, and then we uh, India was the next country we went to, and that was a really unique experience because I I found this train. It's really cool train. And uh, the train went all over South India. And it's like a really nice train, like a luxury train. Um, and, you know, there are beds on it, like bedrooms and the dining car and like a gym and a, like a spa car, all kinds of stuff. It was really nice. And so the family had a great time. I love train travel. Um, and it's a really convenient way to get around India. And we would end up in a lot of places where we didn't see any other white people or whatever. And it's great for the kids. The girls, they got um, these Indian dresses and wore them everywhere. And people loved uh, my daughters, you know, because we would go to a bunch of temples, Hindu temples, so on and so forth. And people from all over India would make, like, lifelong pilgrimages to these places. And, like, for most of them, they had never seen white people before. So they were, like fascinated by my daughters. One thing I really noticed that I didn't expect I thought was really sweet is they would all just come over to kind of brush their cheek. It was sort of this thing everyone did. And so, and then, then you know, they would all get photos of my daughters and it would, they would just be like swarmed. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, that was great. And then we went to the Middle East. Um, probably one of my biggest surprises was Oman, how beautiful Oman was. Uh, yeah, just unbelievable. We were in Muscat, Oman, went out to the deserts. Um, it was great. We stayed. Actually, we have a good partnership with the Ritz-Carlton. And every single place we went to, we stayed in a different Ritz-Carlton. And they were great. I mean, the service was amazing. They had these concierges that would set us up with these incredible schedules. So we're busy all day long. Everything from exploring the desert to cooking classes to you name it. I mean, it was just uh, unbelievable. And then, of course, we ended up here in Italy, which is also amazing. Yeah, all this travel, you know, it's... I love it. I don't take any of it for granted. Um, you know, you go, I don't take myself seriously at all, at all. I feel very lucky and very blessed. I'm just full of uh, gratitude and peace. And yeah, it was, anyway, it was really nice to spend all that time with the family because I do end up traveling alone quite a bit. So this was extra nice, I think. Do you have any plans for upcoming trips? Actually, what I've been doing, I've been kind of unplanning in a way. I don't plan that much. And I actually... I'm not a goal setter. I don't set goals. Uh, none of that stuff. People always say you should need to have goals. You need to have a one-year plan or a five-year plan or whatever. I don't think that's true. I don't know. I think this is like a myth that gets thrown around by planners. I think planners, they like infect each other's brains with how important it is to have a, a plan. People just repeat this stuff as if it's the gospel, but it's just a made-up rule. Um, and... In fact, I, I would say that my, my planning is um, so loose um, that it's a lot like, um, 
it's a lot like me in a way, right? That, um, and I, you know, I, I study a lot of philosophy and, and uh, I do a lot of yoga and meditation and stuff. And I just kind of like just believe in the universe, right? Uh, everything works out. You kind of have to be open to the flow of the universe and just kind of let things go. And whatever happens, happens. You know, I, I used to think uh, maybe I accidentally had the illusion that I was somehow in uh, control of my own future. But I don't think so, really. Um, you know, it's like uh, you might have a, like let's say there's a dad in the car and he's driving the car, right? And then his, his son is in the seat next to him, and he has like a pretend steering wheel, and he's turning it the same way dad is. And the kid feels like he's controlling the car. I think that's what life is. You know, sometimes you feel like you have actually done something to make something happen, but really, you have very little to do with it. And I think sometimes the more you, you, you fight against life, the, the, things don't work out so well, right? I think if you just let things go and flow with it, that... Um, that could be amazing. Amazing stuff happens. Like, so many amazing synchronicities just accidentally happen. And the more you open yourself up to the universe, like, for example, of all things, I have a, a friend, um, Cliff Bays, who's a photographer. Actually, my, he's my roommate at Burning Man a few times. And uh, it turns out that he is here this week in Venice. I had no idea. We didn't compare plans. He's staying, like literally 10 steps out of my door of my hotel and we're here with our big group of people right from all over the world you know, let's cross over here i've never been over here before i always try to walk back a different way in, in venice and um, we have our big group we had this huge costume ball where everyone got dressed up and we went to take photos and this big masquerade party it was great um, anyway cliff was happened to be here and we all wanted photos taken of each other and that's what he does. And so he just took everyone's photos. It was great. I mean, that's a super small example. But, I mean, I notice every day there are amazing um, synchronicities. I'm just much more sensitive to it now. And I don't know if it's because of um, yoga or meditation or whatever. I do have a book recommendation um, for people that are curious about this kind of thing. Um, it's called The Untethered Soul. The Untethered Soul. Man, what a great book. Um, and almost everyone that I recommend that book to, when they actually read it, they email me, like, after chapter one or chapter two or chapter three, they're like, whoa, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And it, it says, it says things to you that you know, that you need to hear, I guess. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. If you were to leave tomorrow and you could go to any place that you have already visited, which one would you go back to and why? Oh, uh, well, let's walk and talk. Let me think about that. Where would I go if I go anywhere? Mm, where would I go back to first? So I guess I would, well, New Zealand. I love it. You know, that's why I moved there about four or five years ago with my wife and three kids. I love it in New Zealand, really. It's... You can take endless photos and never have to leave. In fact, I don't even know why I travel. It's beautiful back home. Uh, I'm perfectly happy back there, too. Um, so I love it there. 
But yeah. somewhere other than New Zealand, I might say mm, Iceland. You can't get enough of Iceland. I like going there and being alone. I go in the summer and stay up all night. Um, that's a nice place. It's almost like having a silent retreat, you know? So you just kind of get... I mean, I love people, obviously. I can talk to anyone anytime about anything. But, um, yeah, the um, Iceland is a really magical place. Of the places you have not been to, which one would you like to visit next? Well, I'd love to go to space, actually. Oh. I'd love to do a little, you know, extraterrestrial photography. I think that'd be really awesome. I would love to go up in a spaceship and take pictures of the Earth. Or, you know, go to other planets or moons or whatever. I think that would be that'd be pretty awesome. I would really enjoy that. Um, I'd also like to go to uh, North Korea, which is kind of the opposite of space. But they're just kind of two unique places that, uh, that I'd like to visit, yeah. What is this camera that you are carrying along on the streets of Venice today? Well... This is the Hasselblad HVD90X, or maybe it's called the H5D, or perhaps it's called the 50C. I really don't know. I don't know much about hardware, you see. I barely know what I'm doing with this, but um, I've been using it for the last two months. I'm learning, always learning, but especially with this beast, yeah. So in closing, where can people go to find more about Trey Radcliffe online? Uh, well, you can just Google me, Trey, Trey Radcliffe, or I have my main blog at stuckincustoms.com. Every day I put up a new photo from a different part of the world and write a little bit. And then I'm also on all the social medias. Um, yeah, just look for Trey Radcliffe. Yeah. So it's been really great to, to talk to you today. Well, thank you. And uh, all the best for uh, your trip back home. Thank you so much, Hugo. So that was it, another conversation with a great, awesome photographer. Before closing, I would just like to suggest that you go to our website at ttim.photo and click on the Contact Us link and leave us some feedback. We'd like to hear from you. What do you like about the show? What you maybe don't like? Uh, what you like to see more? What you would like to see less of? Maybe suggest some uh, guests for future episodes. So thanks for listening again and until next time, take care and goodbye.